Looking to create wealth and income through high cash flowing real estate? Self-storage is the fastest growing and the newest real estate asset that has outperformed all others. What's its secret? I'm AJ Osborne, and with over a million square feet that we have built, acquired, expanded, and even converted big box stores from small third-tier markets to large 100-plus thousand square foot facilities, we have seen it all. This is the podcast that we're going to discuss and bring on the best investors and operators in the nation to show you how to create wealth and income with self-storage. Welcome to Self-Storage Income. Welcome, everybody, to Self-Storage Income, and uh, we are two weeks away from the event. Can you believe that? It's freaking insane. We've been talking about it for months and months and months, and now here it is coming around the corner. We're getting some last-minute items all squared away, and uh, just super excited, looking forward to it. It's going to be so epic. I'm getting messages from people on uh, social media talking about uh, you know how they're excited to see us there, yes. meet up with everybody. It's uh, I mean, who all are we having speaking, man? We're I mean, we're having a huge oh, number of just huge. incredible speakers. Yeah, I mean, we have. Um, Brandon Turner, of course, Mike Burnham from Storage Mart, the largest, Travis Morrow, CEO or of Store Local. Um, of course, me, we've got you. We're doing a pot live podcast. We have yeah. everybody from attorneys in the space. I mean, it's just endless. We're talking social media. You know, it's funny too, because our crew that has been put together to make this really work out. Our last Zoom meeting that we had, whatever it was, a week ago to try to organize this and everything, it was nine people. There were nine people. We contracted out with a bunch of people to come in and help put this event on, right? And it's like, wow, this is, you know, it's going to be a huge, huge event. Mm -hmm. Nine people just to pull it off. Yeah. Um, and this is like what they do. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got, it. we're talking, we're multiple boats for dinner cruises. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be awesome. A self-storage army. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to be great, man. Looking forward to it. It's going to be epic. And uh, if you guys have got your seats all scored away, looking forward to seeing you there. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. If you don't, um, you can jump online and see selfstorageincome.com, go to events. And I know I was just working with somebody this morning that was just getting registered and we're like, oh, well, yeah, let's get them in, get it done. Um, it's right on the lake up at a resort, Coraline. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited to see everybody. Um, uh, so many of our listeners, you guys are coming up, uh, people that are already in storage, they have portfolios, people that are just beginning, got some people that are looking at getting into the asset class. Uh, it's going to be uh, a great time. I, I love this stuff, though. Like, I love interacting with people. I love getting to know people. And that has a lot to do with what we're kind of talking about today. And that has a lot to do with doing deals and getting deals done. I, I think it's fair to say I am a deal junkie. Um, I it's a good love, thing to be, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, it's better <laughs> than junkie in other aspects. Uh, so, I'm, you know, I, I really do. I, I love the collaboration that takes place, working with others. I love the problems that come up. Because we get to solve them, uh, I you know we obviously don't expect there to ever not be problems. That's not how it works. But I love the the whole just doing deals, putting value together, finding stuff. It's a mix between creation, treasure hunting, and working with a whole group of people that you like. You're all a part of the same goal 
you're trying to achieve the same thing. And it's just, I, I don't know. I love that stuff. So when we go to events and when we put events on like that, that's the reason we do this stuff. That's the reason we put on events because we need to meet people. We need to, you know, we're looking for deals. We're looking for investors. We're looking to collaborate with people to get deals done. That's the name of the game. That's what we do. And uh, events like this are just primed for that to do deals, to get deals made, to make the connections that will result in deals being made. Uh, a lot of people forget that investing, like all economics and other things, it's a people game. And you win by bringing value and creating value. Uh, I like it so much as opposed to other businesses where it's so competitive that in order for me to win, somebody else has to fail. And that's not how this works. In order for me to win, everybody has to win, right? There's not a circumstance when I come in and I build a facility and then three facilities around me do poorly. That means I'm winning. That means I misjudged the market and I overbuilt the market and now I'm not doing good either, mm -hmm. right? Everyone has to win for this to work. And when you team up, when you're doing a deal, that's one of the main things that I look at. And we look at how do we get this done? Who is needed? And how do we make this a win-win? And how does everybody walk away from this at the top outcome? Right? Because the top outcome for them means the top outcome for me and so on and so forth. And... Uh, Lots of times in business, that's not how it works. It's not how it worked in my other industries, right? It was like, no, it. I have to take. It was, you know, we were selling, we were, uh, we were consultants, insurance, that we did brokerage for large companies. But that meant in order for me to gain what we call our LOR letter record, that's the piece of paper that assigned the document that gives us the legal authority to represent those companies as well as the rights to the commissions uh, of the revenue from, from that account, somebody else has to lose. So I'm taking that from somebody. One of the parties in that now loses out. They no longer have income. The firm lost it. And some people, it's a big loss. And that's just not how this business works. And I love that. I love that about it. It makes it funner. It makes it I mean, I'm a competitive guy, so I liked. I didn't mind it. It's not like I. It's not like I went home crying that I took somebody else's mill. I'm like, oh, you should have been better, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But at the same time, it really wears on you because it's mm. just this treadmill, and it's just this hyper competitive. And there's and the lack of co collaboration, and it's like always somebody has motive stuff. That just oh, man, that crap just drives me nuts yeah. for a while. The political nature of it and everything. Where this is the opposite. It's like, hey, you know, we're all in this to, to do good. The only person, right, that we may view as a competitor in this would be, you know, the government. Ah, oh, man, we got to freaking work around the city or we got to do something like that. But who cares? Because they're always the enemy. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> they're always the ones that are trying to screw everybody and get in everybody's way. So other than that, you know, everybody that's working together, it's coming to, to – really pull this off and make something great. And I, I just think that's, that's cool and unique. 
It is very cool, very unique, and that's what makes self-storage in this industry so great is is that collaboration that you're talking about and that openness where, I mean, again, I mean, we're hanging out with at, you know, parties with people who own facilities in our same markets talking about yeah. what we're doing, what they're doing, what's going on. And, and calling us up, giving us heads up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I know if facilities come, you might want to pick, pick that one up or, hey, did you see this happening? Right? It's well, – And like you said, it it's not out of like, oh, there's this genuine, everybody's so kind. It's like – they understand the business of storage. And in this business, that's required. Yes. You need to work together. Like you said, you need to understand that market. Because, you, I mean, if you go in, and like you said, you're, you're overbuilding a market, you're buying poor assets, whatever that is, um, it, you're, you're just enabling that situation all the further. And again, nobody's winning. Exactly. So, yeah, it's – it's in, and again, too, it's – it makes it so much easier to, again, on that level of collaboration to put deals together where you're working with so many of these people, whether it's fellow storage owner and operators or investors or whoever, or maybe both. Maybe they own some of their own facilities. Maybe they want to invest in some of yours, whatever. I mean, it's 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 an incredible thing because you have such an access and such an ability to put all these resources together to accomplish what you want, whether that is development, whether that's acquisitions. I mean, I know, obviously, you guys know of, of Live Oak Bank and Terry and all those guys over there. We've talked about them numerous times on the podcast, if you followed us for any amount of time, and, and how, how incredible it is that those guys or anybody else in the industry, whether that's you know Live Oak or Janice or anybody, where you can call them up and say, hey, I've got this thing going on. What are you guys' thoughts? Yada, yada, yada. And it's just this massive collaboration of, of people who have been in this industry for decades that know this industry up and down and can give you even referrals to other people that can help pull a deal off. And, uh, and that's really, at the end of the day, what it comes down to, like putting deals together. A deal is a problem. I know you at the beginning of the podcast, you mentioned you know, you're solving problems, this and that. Like The whole deal is a problem yes. because you're putting together and figuring out what pieces you need, how it's going to work, how it's going to get structured. And that's kind of the other, uh, I guess, portion of this is no deal is the same. It's, o- it's always so dynamic. Yeah. The expectations are different. The market, the asset, everything is different. And you need to be able to plug in those individuals that are experts in those different areas, in those different markets or whatever that might be, to be able to execute successfully on those things. And really, it just comes down to, to getting those key people on your team yeah. to make those things happen. And, you know, I want to talk about this a little because we talk about you have to have those key people on your team. And for those of you that are starting, like, there's multiple ways to do a deal, right? So you have acquisition, you have development. But um, two, for most People, when they're trying to do deals, they don't have the resources they need. So they do things like syndications, which syndications, you may have limited partners, general partners, right? So there's the investors that give capital, but then you also may be partnering up with other people that are bringing separate things to the table. Some of those things may be you may need to bring in a KP, a key person that can help you sign on the debt because you need to get financing and they may come in and you may give them 10% of the general partnership, right? Um, You may have other people that are putting forth land. You may have, you need a operating partner and you may contract to that out, third-party operating, or you may bring them in and you're doing a deal together. Uh, So there's lots of different ways 
that you can construct the deal. There's also lots of different ways that you can make money from deals and syndications. So I want to talk about that real quick. So let, let's first of all, we, we talked about putting that team together and the team that you need may depend on how you're structuring the deal. Um, if you're buying it outright, but in general here, let me break down the a few the few of the basic things you need. Okay, so first thing, um, obviously, that you need is a property, right? So you need an acquisition target. So you think of that, I think of that as a seller, right? So we need a seller. They're obviously an important piece to this whole entire thing. That may be done through brokers. That may be done off market, right? However, that may be, be done. The second thing that you need is you need the capital, right? And when I say capital, all I'm talking about is the down payment, now, the down payment can be formatted through investors in the form of limited partners, all right? So just, I'm not saying that you have to have it, but the down payment is necessary to make a deal happen. You have a seller, now I need the down payment. Third is the debt structure, okay? So the debt structure can be in multiple forms, but for right now, we'll talk about debt in two simple forms, maybe hard money and then traditional financing. So traditional financing and hard money because you may need a bridge loan or something to work through that investment deal. Um, number four, you need the sponsor, okay? And this isn't in the order of most important not. I'm simply listening out, listing out the things that you need. You need the sponsor of the deal. That is, The sponsors are what we call general partners in syndications. So if you're the sponsor, you're the one putting the deal together. You're bringing together sellers, limited partners. You're gathering the debt, right? All of that. And then number five, you need the operator. So these are my five essential people, right? And getting this deal done. You have sellers, you have um, limited partners, or you have the function of it is the down payment. You have your third um, partner, which is the debt partner, which may be traditional financing through banks or credit unions or you know things like that. But you also may need a hard money lender that's like gap lending, different things like that. You have the sponsor, the GPs. Now, the sponsor and the GPs may be multiple people, right? We talked about that. You may have a key man. You may have a um, advisor. You may have some different things like that that all make up the GP, but they're the ones that are putting the deal together, making this deal happen. And then fifth, you have the operator. Now, the operator could be one of the members of the GP, right? So like my operator is my company that I own, right? So even though I own it, I still need the operator, which is Bitterroot Holdings, the company that I own, but they're the operating company. Now that you may have third party, right? But putting a deal together with these five pieces is what it's all about. Every deal will look differently as far as debt, as far as who wants to invest, as far as what the seller needs or wants, as far as the sponsors and who makes up that GP, and uh, also the operator and how that thing is going to be operated and who should be operating under that, 
really, this is your five pieces to a self-storage deal. Um, now, let me throw you a different scenario at it. When I got started, this is how it looked. We worked directly with sellers and also we worked through brokers. So the first part, we were finding deals on our own and we were getting off-market deals through a broker. The down payment was coming through us in the form of debt and also through the form of cash payments. So we would refinance and 1031 exchange money. We were rolling our money into other deals as we were trying to compound it. And as we grew, um, we uh, as we got bigger, we started to take on limited partners, which we do now, right? And we have Cedar Creek Wealth, which is the syndicator, meaning they're going out and finding investors and they're putting it all together. That's the company I own. Through that, we were building up our operating company. So we were becoming the operator as well. And then we also sponsored it. And we have banking relations that we use to do traditional financing as well as non-recourse loans. So over time, we originally when we first, we weren't even the operator, okay? We farmed the debt out, we provided the down payment, and a broker brought us the seller. So it was like the one thing that we were doing on a small storage deal is we were that number two, that down payment partner, right? And then everything else we were figuring out, and I guess we were the sponsor of the deal as well, but everything else we were. As we went and grew, we um, centrally integrated all those activities into now our companies that we own and run. Um, and we do that, but we work with people putting it in. So when I look at putting a deal together, it's those five things that are – there's other things. There's other things that may be incorporated, but these are the main things. These are the things you have to have to put this deal together, okay? And – once you have those five things, now it's determining who and what. Who do I need to do this? What is it that they need to do? And then I need to understand what is the success of that, okay? So let's talk about this for a second. Well, that's extremely important too when you're talking developments. So I think a lot yes. of people, you know, as we're talking through this, are maybe thinking of, of purely acquisitions, but this is extremely important as well in, in regards to the development a aspect, and especially when it comes to financing and getting that capital for all of this, where, you know, getting that debt structure and everything in place, where you're going you're gonna to need these key people and these great people on a development team, so your, your architects, engineers, builder, GC, all that stuff to be able to secure funding and show that you can actually pull the deal off. 100%. And when you look, the, the important thing to be is you don't need to be or have all these things, right? It's about putting these things together. One of the problems that I think people have is they don't understand or can't define what success is in each one of these five things. So I need a seller. Okay, well, what do you want to buy? Mm -hmm. Not all sellers fit me. I know who the seller is that I'm trying to buy from. I know what kind of asset they have. I have to define what, to a broker, what is a successful seller that you bring to me? So I have to understand the parameters in which that works for me. The next, next is the down payment. What do I consider successful down payment? What are the LPs? What are their roles? What does the contract say within that? How much authority do they have? How much uh, capital are they bringing into that deal, right? 
what do I determine is successful in that realm? Well, and again, like who are those people? Like, are they who people are they? you want to build relationships yeah. with and, and work with? Uh, like it's, it's kind of a marriage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're in it together. <laughs> yeah. And then the next is debt. Do you want to personally guarantee? Do you not? Do you want to do a debt stack that is just one way? How simple do you want? Like, what is the parameters? What is the terms look like? What is the what is the amount that they're going to cover? Do you want them to cover 80%, right? Do you want them to cover less? You bring more money to the table. You want to have better terms, all those things. Like what is success in that realm for you? Uh, then the sponsors, who are the partners? What is it that they do? How does that look? And number five, once again, what is a successful operator doing? Are they turning around the facility? Who are they? What does that mean when you define success? And so when you're putting a deal together, you've got to understand in that deal what all these things are needed and what is the parameters in which will make that deal successful and how do they all play into that and what are their own parameters. Then you can find the right people to put into it, right? You work together to accomplish this. But that's kind of how I, I look at an overlay of putting deals together and what a real estate self-storage uh, deal looks like. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. And I love the fact that you you made mention briefly of, of the fact that you don't need to have and be and do all of these things. Um, this, it, this, it's really easy to break these things down into five steps, right? To give you these five keys to putting deals together. But all of this is, is very complex. Like you say, you need to define your criteria. You need to know what success is. And you need to have people on your team that also know and understand that what your goals are, what your criteria is, and what success is. And it, it really is, again, at the, at the root of this, finding those key people that you can partner with, essentially, that can execute on these things and make these deals happen and actually get them done. Uh, there's there's so many of these issues that I think people have as far as whether it's like a fear of delegation or not understanding how to delegate or not understanding how to find these key people. I mean, it really is just because you're kind of putting yourself out there and putting 100%. your goals out there and doing all this stuff. And I, I can kind of see how that might be um, – difficult for a yeah. lot of people, but it's it's absolutely necessary and key in order to find those people that you do want to work with, that you do want to build relationships with for the long term and and really, you know, grow your your wealth and your company and your your investments and, and everything else. Yeah. And when I look at it, when you the idea of putting deals together is lots of people have different strengths and weaknesses within these five categories. So some people have a deal, meaning they have a seller that's going to sell them a deal to them. Then they're like, okay, well, now I'm going to go find the money and maybe I can find somebody else that are operated, all that kind of stuff, right? Other people, they may have the money, right? They may have the capital to put down. Other people, they may have the banking relationships, okay? Someone else may be an operator, right? And another person may be a really good sponsor. And I know all these other things and I can put them together. So let's say one area is weak. The other area has to be strengthened. So it's all about making a deal work mm -hmm. and using the three different things within this. If you have, if you have a super um, sophisticated operator, you may be able to buy a deal that has a lot more hair on it because that operator can execute. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have great down payment though, uh, if you have access to lots and lots of capital, you're maybe you want to get sellers that already have a really good stabilized facility because you just need to get that capital to work, 
right? So putting together a deal really depends on where the weaknesses, strengths, and what how you're utilizing these three different parts and how you can make that deal work. It also really depends on your parameters of success. So if I say, listen, I need a really super high return. Those are the deals that I'm looking. Okay, well, I really need a good operator that can pull this off. So now you already identified what you need, right? So for us, we needed really good, solid, high returns. So we had to become a really good operator to pull that off. Um, Another area that you look at, once again, too, is the overall, if you're talking about a development, um, right, the next thing that you would need when I'm looking for in a development is I'd basically switch out the operator with the developer. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you focus on that and then the deal turns into the other deal that you're looking at. But do you have a really good developer that knows what they're doing, that strengths, you know, what is your edge and how do you make this deal work? And that's how you're kind of trading these things out, looking at every situation a little differently. For sure, for sure. And you might have to plug in, well, and in a lot of cases, you have to plug in different individuals. So they might be special, uh, they might be very and highly specialized in this certain type of market or the certain type of asset or, or whatever it might be, or, or and again, in, in investors or developers or whatever that might be, let's say investors, some investors might be more inclined to invest in the more you know risky development, what what people would deem as the more risky development. And some of the, your investors might be wanting to invest more in the, you know, the less, the quote unquote, less risky uh, stabilized assets. Um, you're going to have to find not only what your expectations are, but what your, the expectations are and expertise is of these other individuals that you're putting on your team, because a lot of times you're not going to be able to utilize the same exact people, same exact strategy on every single thing. Yeah, look, look at it like a puzzle. So if I have a yep. seller that is, uh, it's a stabilized, or or the seller that's selling it, this is a value add opportunity. But my LPs, my investors, they don't want value-add. They want stabilized, just strong assets with good operators in it. Those two pieces don't fit together. And mashing them together doesn't make a deal, right? And so what Connor's talking about there, I completely agree with. You need to put the pieces together to make the whole picture, but the pieces need to fit together. And that's part of putting these deals together and what makes it fun. You're putting together a puzzle, but all the pieces have to fit together to make the picture really come alive and really to see the whole thing all the way through. And uh, um, some people are better than others at that, right? And some people can really see uh, the big picture and know what all has to come together. And if you're trying to put a deal together, you really need to be good at cultivating all the things that you need so that when the time comes, you can deploy them, right? And that's something that we've worked over 15 years here doing. We've cultivated operator, sponsors, debt, down payments, sellers, all this kind of stuff that we've cultivated. So for us, it's really easy to put a deal together we spent so long cultivating all these things Mm -hmm. and I don't have to give very much up on the deals because I already have all the resources, right? Now, when we started, that wasn't true. I had to give up upside because I wanted to do it on my own, right? We had to give up um, on the debt terms and my money didn't go as far because we were using our own. Like we made a lot of mistakes, and we had to cultivate it all. If you know, if I was starting at where I am today, 
going back 15 years, you know, we'd have a $10 billion portfolio. But that's not how it works. So the idea is that you're cultivating, you're making connections, right? Like when this event, perfect example, I'm looking to have sellers, LPs, we have debt partners that are going to be there, <laughs> uh, sponsor partners that we're going to be there. There's other operators there, right? We're trying to cultivate people and resources to put the deal together. That's the whole point. The whole reason why we do these things. Community. Community. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's why we're sitting here on a podcast telling you guys about these things. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it, man. Exactly it. Uh, and it's been a phenomenal, phenomenal tool to reach out and connect with so many people. Uh, the podcast and all the content on YouTube and everything has just been a huge, huge success, yeah. which is so cool to see and, and bringing all these people together. And I mean, shoot, we were hanging out with you know, one of the inner circle members, you know, when we're out in, touring these yeah. different markets and facilities and, and checking things out across the country. And I mean, just connecting with those people is so rad. So awesome. And bringing those people together and bringing those opportunities. It's super fun, man. No, it's great. Hey, I hope this helped. I hope you understand those five parts of putting a deal together and seeing how they might work in different scenarios. Um, and then two, do a little audit on yourself. Find out where you're lacking and what may need uh, what needs to be brought up. Um, we do this all the time um, internally. We're always trying to strengthen as we grow, and growing should be a stretch. You should never be good enough. Like that's the whole point of growing. You're trying to keep up with yourself and, and with your growth. That's an organic good thing. You don't want to go so far to where you're trying to put a deal together that you can't and you don't have the resources and then it falls flat. You ruin your name, right? That is one of the, the things that you need to monitor and you have to be really self-aware to identify what you need and what you don't when you're putting a deal together. People that are not self-aware make big blunders and mistakes the reason is, is because they rush into something that they weren't ready or prepared for. And that's what I hope this helps you guys understand is where I need to look at, where I need to prepare, where I need to get better at to put those deals together. Love it. Love it. If you guys aren't following us on social media, do so. Yes. I know AJ is super active on there, getting his influencer life on, you know, Got just, you. yeah, so just. <laughs> like there's fans and, you know, lighting and things going on. I don't know. Beard blowing in the wind. You know? right. <laughs> uh, but anyways, thanks so much, guys, for all the support for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. 